Hi there. Didn't expect to hear us back today, did you? Welcome back to a special bonus episode of My Bottom Paper that comes at the end of a week that saw multiple women's charities speak out about the role of island plays in the conversation on healthy relationships. The reality series has popularised terms like gaslighting in recent years and has long faced scrutiny for its duty of care to islanders who find themselves in harmful or even abusive relationships. Today we're speaking to Mary Hayes of Women's Aid Ireland's Two Into You campaign about the conversations the show has started, the warning signs people have spotted and how it can be used to help identify similar behaviours in our own or the relationships of those close to us. All right, guys, we don't usually do this here on my pot and paper. You know the drill. We come on every night. We talk shite about the episodes and we move on with our lives. But there's been a very prominent conversation again this year on Love Island and outside of the villa. And it has caused a response from some leading UK women's charities. Uh, So we're joined today by Mary Hayes. You are the two into you campaign leader at Women's Aid Ireland. Just to make the distinction before we start, not at all affiliated with Women's Aid UK, but I would imagine the goal is the same. Mary absolutely yeah and thanks so much for for having us on yeah no I'm really I really wanted to have this conversation because I feel like look like we're we just come on we're fans of the show and we come on here every night and we kind of talk shite about it and have a laugh and all that kind of stuff and when it comes to the more serious issues we come at it from a point of lived experience whether we have it in this specific area or not and kind of you know looking at it from I suppose how would that make me feel and if it was my family or my friends or whatever from both sides of the situation like how would this make us feel so I think it was important for us given the conversations this week that seem to have escalated quite quickly that we had someone on who was in this field who could maybe add a little bit of extra context to what's been going on Obviously, the week started and we saw Women's Aid UK um, release a statement about some of the behaviours that they had seen within the villa and how they had now been working a little bit more closely with ITV to try and maybe improve training and all that kind of stuff for Islanders. They've been involved in the conversation with the show since 2018, since Adam Collard's behaviour on the show was flagged as manipulative and gaslighting and created all these kind of buzzwords that now are kind of almost linked really to the show and like that year google searches for gaslighting skyrocketed and things like red flags and all these kind of terms became kind of common commonplace what do you make of the conversation about gaslighting in relation to the show and phrases like you know red flags and all that kind of stuff and has the conversation actually had an effect on the public consciousness of it yeah, so I suppose, you know, just just to start off, you know, we are conscious that this is reality TV, you know, it's not real life, but it is such a popular show. It's one of the most watched shows, you know, um, in Ireland and England. It's got a huge audience, you know, particularly amongst young people and young women. And we know it's not going anywhere, but what it has done is, you know, it started a really important conversation about relationships and what's acceptable behavior um, in intimate relationships. But the real issue is where, you know, young people um, who might not have any experience of dating relationships um, are learning about what's acceptable and um, what relationships and dating look like. Um, but really, you know, this it, it doesn't accurately reflect how people date in real life because they move so fast. You know, it's a pressurized environment. Um, and they're really taking what they're uh, seeing as face value. So 
you know, because it's reality TV, it's we're seeing dangerous dating behaviors and they're becoming normalized and being broadcast as entertainment. But, you know, these these aren't normal behaviors. Um, so I suppose it, it's positive that these things are kind of coming to light and people are starting to talk about them. Um, and, you know, it's not that we're saying any of the islanders are abusive, but if these things happened in real life and became part of a pattern, then this would really be a red flag for abusive behaviors, you know, out in the real world. Um, but the problem is, is that when these behaviors go unchecked and if the people watching, you know, young people, especially, you know, don't have the knowledge or the experience of uh, warning signs and red flags and the dynamics of yeah. abuse and things like that. Um, you know, the behaviors aren't being called out for what they are. So I suppose media and, you know, pop culture has a really, um, you know, it has a lot of power to create positive change. So we have seen that expansion in the language, you know, amongst young people. Um, and while, you know, the media has that massive influence on our like understanding of healthy versus unhealthy relationships, they also have, you know, a responsibility to challenge those harmful beliefs rather than, yeah. Uh, rather than perpetuate them yeah and I, I guess that point that you made there is really important that and and we try and remind ourselves of that nightly as well is this idea that you know someone can show signs of you know manipulative behavior or abusive behavior but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are a manipulator or an abuser and I guess in this environment which is highly pressurized and highly controlled and highly edited it's giving that kind of space for for help for them as well. And obviously ITV have come out with duty of care. That has become, again, another term that has become very linked with the series, um, given history with suicide and things like that. Um, and these issues that Women's Aid, have Women's Aid UK have highlighted over the years. Um, but Women's Aid UK, I thought it was interesting in their statement at the start of the week, they said, we are talking to ITV and they have shared with us information on their inclusion training. But what appears to be missing is specific information on abusive relationships and an understanding of controlling behavior in a relationship. And I think that was really interesting because they really, ITV really highlighted the training that they were giving the Islanders this year based on kind of race and equality and inclusion and all that kind of stuff. And it was interesting to see Women's Aid UK highlight a gap. What kind of things can be taught to people about abusive relationships and controlling behaviour like they, like they mentioned in that statement? Yeah, so I, uh, I suppose, you know, this is a dating show. It's a relationships show. Like, that's why people, you know, say that they go in to kind of form that genuine connection. <laughs> yeah. and whether Are you questioning they... their, their intentions? Yeah. <laughs> not at all, not in the slightest. <laughs> um, but, you know, that, uh, that is the, the core of, of the yeah. show. But I suppose it is surprising to see that glaring gap around, you know, training around healthy versus unhealthy behaviours. And, you know, producers, they really should know when to intervene and when to kind of challenge those unacceptable behaviors. There really needs to be that understanding of what a red flag looks like. Um, and, you know, at a minimum for them to know that, uh, you know, the root of abuse is around power and control. So one of the big issues um, amongst young people is that, you know, they, they, they don't understand the dynamics of abuse. So often people think, you know, um, of domestic violence, they go straight to, okay, that's physical abuse. You know, you see bruises, you see signs, but, you know, abuse is so much more than physical. And actually the majority of uh, young people, young women in particular in Ireland will have been subjected to emotional abuse. Um, and this is what's been getting attention on the show, which is great, um, you know, around things like gaslighting, um, love bombing, things like that. 
but you know emotional abuse can be very hard to spot so that's why it's so important that we kind of raise awareness of those red flags so young people know how to spot those signs of abuse and as well it's about expanding our understanding of what constitutes abuse so you know when we think of domestic violence we often think of um say an older woman or a middle-aged woman who's you know married or living with her abuser she might have children but um you know you don't have to be living with your abuser for them to, or living with your partner for them to act abusively towards you yeah um so, you know, often the things that are seen as kind of part and parcel of a relationship, um, you know, are brushed off as kind of toxic or banter or drama. But actually, these can be really dangerous behaviors and can signal, uh, you know, much more abusive behaviors later on. So yeah. um, that's why with um, our Two Into You campaign. So Two Into You is a part of Women's Aid. So just to preface, in case anyone doesn't know, so Women's Aid is the National Domestic Violence uh, Service. Um, you know, working to protect women and children uh, from all forms of gender-based violence. Um, and Two Into You is a part of that, so it's really focused on young people, in particular young women aged 18 to 25, who um, are at risk of uh, abuse in their intimate relationships, or who are subjected to abuse, or who have been subjected to abuse in the past by, um, by a, a, an ex. Um, so what we're trying to do with that is try and, you know, expand the conversation so viewers um, for things like Love Island can uh, have, I suppose, the information to know what's real and what isn't. So, yeah. so we have a dedicated website, so it's just to give a little plug. No, absolutely um, do, yeah. It's two into you.ie. So it's the words to T-O-O into you, Y-O-U dot I-E. Um, and this is our dedicated site for young people. Um, and on there, you know, you can learn about the warning signs of abuse, the red flags. We also have a healthy relationship quiz that you can take. Um, it also gives tips on, you know, supporting a friend that you're worried yeah. about, how to start the conversation with them. And we also have our instant messaging support service. So that's a chat service that's there for anyone at all who's worried about their own relationship or friend's relationship, um, our trained um helpline team are there to kind of you know just talk through any yeah. concerns you have yeah um, but you know we run the campaign twice a year because this issue is common and I don't think people realize that it's one in five young women aged 18 to 25 have been subjected to abuse um, by wow. a current or former male partner wow, that um, and the majority of those people uh, you know they're not um, reaching out for support because yeah. a lot of the time they are worried that they won't believe be believed yeah. but I mean we I mean I've seen it this week even in in our dms obviously we discuss the show on these issues and then we try and encourage it to continue on social media afterwards and I've it's been really scary to me to see how many people are messaging me and are saying ah but look it was just banter and you know this is what happened and yeah she took it a bit seriously and maybe you're being a bit sensitive and all that and it's like and look, maybe I am. At some points, maybe I am. I'm absolutely like, I am absolutely sensitive. Like maybe at some points I am, but there has been very clear moments hmm. that I would have thought were, were black and white, were clear as day. This is not okay. And it's been really shocking to me to still see mostly women messaging hmm. me saying, ah, no, sure. He was only messing and he doesn't mean it. And sure. He's only a bit, he's a cheeky chappy and he's a lad's lad. All these terms that are used as smoke and mirrors to kind of say, it's all right. Like, no, don't worry about it. Leave it alone. And then we hear this messaging of be kind being parroted when people mm. who have shown manipulative kind of tendencies or abusive tendencies 
are being called out for that. And look, there's obviously the extreme, which we've called out and said is an absolute disgrace and is such a black mark on the show, which is the people who send death threats and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the, but the be kind messaging that ITV kind of speaks about now has to start earlier. Like it has to start within the villa with the people who are in these situations actively. I mean, one of the biggest conversations in the last week has been about Luca and Gemma's relationship and his questioning of her uh, flirting with Billy after mad movies and whether he believed that she had or she hadn't. Uh, Also questioning her sleeping in the bed with different men at Casa Amor. And, you know, this idea, all the boys kind of took his side, kind of saying, well, Billy wouldn't have flirted with her if she Mm. hadn't have made him feel like it was an option to him. And I guess all of this made Gemma then second guess what she had done. Now, she eventually got to a point where she's like, no, I absolutely stand over what I've done. Mm. But she she did immediately have that thing of like, girls, did I did I do something wrong? Like, I think that's fine. But am I in the wrong here? And I guess it makes you wonder, you know, what a situation like that tells us. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we see that very often when people talk about these things, that it's kind of explained away as banter or, um, you know, it's kind of, again, part and parcel of a relationship or they'll give excuses like, you know, oh, he was just drunk or he loves me so much or, you know, they're having a hard time. That's why they act like that. But, you know, there is really no excuse for abuse. And just to give an example, so, you know, research, um, you know, international research will say that abusers who are drunk, you know, can still exercise control by um, like specifically targeting their partner and not others. And also, you know, other people um, uh, who, um, you know, misuse drugs and alcohol won't abuse their partner. Um, Another example is around jealousy. You know, many people think um, jealousy doesn't constitute abuse, but regular expressions of jealousy, they really show possessiveness rather than uh, trust and equality in a relationship. And that's a red flag for abuse. But I suppose the big thing is around, um, you know, Uh, somebody starting to question their own reality and doubting themselves so in an abusive relationship you know we often see um, you know one person uh, might make the other person uh, question themselves and this is this is basically known as gaslighting which is the term that's kind of been popularized and what gaslighting is is it's a particularly dangerous and really insidious form of emotional abuse and so you know we might have one person who knows that they weren't flirting with someone else but their partner convinces them that they were um, by you know having an over-the-top reaction saying things like um you know if you try and downplay this I'll be fuming um so it really questions makes them question what happens so they might say things like you know you're so dramatic that never happened it's all in your head you sound crazy um or I would never do something like that to you you sound stupid um they also might say things like you know well everyone else is saying it or everyone else saw it So that can turn others against you and further isolate you. And what they'll also do is they'll shift the blame, um, making her feel like it's her fault. Uh, So, you know, she'll always feel like she's to blame and will um, often end up apologizing for things that actually, you know, weren't her fault in the first place. And what this does is it can, you know, form a pattern over time and really wear down someone's trust in their own um, gut and intuition and their sense of self. And that sense of self is really vital for, you know, maintaining a healthy relationship, maintaining healthy boundaries, things like that. But gaslighting and that type of emotional abuse can be really dangerous because what it does is it makes the person feel really trapped because their partner has made them feel like they're going crazy, that no one will believe them, that it's all in their head and that they're to blame for their 
partner's abusive behaviors. Another thing we also see is um, coercive control. So, you know, their partner might accuse them of uh, cheating or flirting to try and control or influence how they act around other people, yeah. in particular, um, like male friends. So they might like question their loyalty and their uh, trust. Um, and they might make you feel like you have to stop seeing for certain friends altogether just to kind of keep the peace. Yeah. And what this does is it can make you very isolated, very feel very alone and become very reliant on your abusive partner. And it can make it much harder to leave. Um, and it really, you know, it doesn't show trust in the relationship. And th this is what we call coercive control when somebody uses behaviors to try and make you change your own behaviors to keep the peace. Um, Another thing we see here uh, is, you know, very possessive behavior because uh, regular kind of expressions of uh, jealousy don't show trust. You know, in a healthy relationship, there's trust and respect and compromise. Um, but in an unhealthy relationship, you know, your partner won't trust you. They make you feel like you're on the edge. They make you feel anxious. They make you feel to blame. And then another thing, there's so much in this, yeah. um, is around love bombing. So after all of that has happened, they might then attempt to pull you back in um, with a tactic that's called love bombing. So this is used to influence a person by, you know, demonstrate, demonstrating uh, lots of attention and affection. Um, and it can often happen like early on in the relationship. And it's very manip manipulative because it can be used as a smokescreen for very abusive um, behaviors in other times in the relationship. So they might say things like, you know, I only got so angry because I love you. Um, so this becomes this kind of cycle of abuse and yeah. affection. And it can be really confusing, especially if it's, you know, your first relationship that you have nothing to, to compare it to. Another thing that has been kind of a point of, I suppose, discomfort for viewers this week is, is and in the last couple of weeks, is some of the language that's been used towards women in the villa. And there's been a, quite a few moments recently where we've seen male islanders shout at women to kind of shut up and call them names in front of everybody. And more recently we saw uh, a situation where Danica was feeling rather upset about uh, intimate details of her relationship being shared around the villa and while in the moment she kind of took it and said okay look it's not ideal and then went away the next day after sleeping on it and speaking with her friends she actually got to a point where she was incredibly frustrated and annoyed that this information was shared um, and we heard things like um, you know you've changed your tune and then when she starts to get frustrated sorry then when she started to get frustrated and um, she was being told you know don't shout and uh, your dog clearly disagrees with this stuff as well which is great to hear um <laughs> don't worry don't worry we had we've had dogs cats we've had all sorts of wildlife on the podcast before so welcome it all okay. um but basically it was this idea that you know don't don't raise your voice don't curse it's all this kind of stuff belittling the emotion of her and and really that changed her tune thing for me personally, and I know others, that really, really did not sit comfortably with me, that idea, because, and I've spoken to so many friends over the years, but specifically listeners in the last week or so, where we've been saying like, who hasn't been at a bar and someone has come and, you know, you know like I, I, that changed her tune, that, that struck a nerve with me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's a clear diversion tactic to push kind of, you know, the, the blame on someone else, but also uh to to paint someone else as crazy you know because you're emotional you know your experience isn't deemed worthy of uh time or respect 
But obviously, you know, she felt very, very strongly about that. And things like that can really perpetuate this culture of, you know, uh, victim blaming, of uh, not believing women or saying women are too emotional. But, you know, yeah. of course, somebody's going to be emotional if, uh, you know, um, intimate details of hers are uh, released to the released to the others. And, you know, what we're really seeing is is double standards, you know, and these are highly, highly misogynistic because they're holding women to this higher standard. Um, so, you know, there's yeah. one thing happening on one side, one thing happening on another side. Yet uh, the guy's side are saying, well, you know, you're this or you're that, um, or you're being over the top, you're being crazy, again, gaslighting. And what this becomes is a real breeding ground for, you know, casual sexism, slut shaming, and the other things in our culture that really perpetuate and enable things like gender-based violence, harassment, abuse, yeah. rape. Um, and especially if these things go unchecked, you know, this kind of lad culture of egging each other on, um, and saying, uh, you know, this is this is what it means to be a guy yeah. when actually, you know, uh, this idea of masculinity of, you know, uh, egging the lads on and um, cheating on your girlfriend or uh, slut shaming or whatever. This teaches young men in particular, you know, what it means to be a man and it can actually really harm men. Yeah. And, you know, young men are, are taught through culture through things like media that they have an entitlement power and control you know in their life in their relationships in their work and if they don't get that power of con uh, power and control you know they're going to feel hard done by and often they'll try and seek it then in their relationships and that's why we then see abuse in intimate relationships and that's why we see such high levels of uh male violence against women in heterosexual relationships yeah and again look we're, we're using all of these these kind of plot points on the show as a launch pad for these discussions right so every everything that you're saying here is not a direct diagnosis of what is happening in the villa more just these are things that we are seeing as being upsetting or somewhat triggering and what does that take that issue out and what does that issue look like in other situations as well so this is not we're not trying to say you know and again like we, we said at the start of, of this interview like there can be signs and red flags and things that don't sit right that doesn't necessarily mean any of these men or women are abusive or you know abusers or whatever it might be but it but the show starts the conversation and i guess there's constantly this question about love island's responsibility to handle these kinds of conversations and i suppose now a great in the last couple of years a greater conversation of does a show like this have space in today's society and and you know how can a show that has caused these kinds of conversations where this podcast which was meant to be a bit of frivolous chat about reality tv has now become a thing where we're talking to representatives from women's aid ireland like that's that's a step further than i imagined anyone planned this show taking is there still a space for love island like what do you think the value is in the conversations it starts yeah i suppose you know i don't think love island is going anywhere it's incredibly popular <laughs> have um, you had the call mary <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, you know, um, I think regardless of how uh, toxic or negative um, the behaviors on the show are, people are still going to watch TV. People are going to watch good TV, bad TV, whatever it is, as long as it's entertaining. But, you know, 
And people who make shows like this do have a responsibility because they have such a massive influence. You know, same with the contestants who are on it. I think there's a massive opportunity here, actually, for some of the guys, maybe from previous seasons, um, to kind of model, you know, what positive masculinity looks like, to maybe call out the behaviors that are happening on the show at the moment and say, hey, that's not okay. And this is how you should treat someone and let's stand together as men and take this on as an issue because- Because we've had plenty of examples of that on this show as well. It's worth saying, like we've had plenty of examples of, you know, positive masculinity, as you say. So again, it's not a damning statement of all of the Love Island men. Yeah, oh no, absolutely. And you know, these are, um, I suppose there's obviously a myriad of uh, things that go on in the villa and you know, we only see an hour of um, edited footage. So there's probably stuff that we've missed, but it is, um, it's kind of like a fishbowl, you know, it's a real reflection of what society can look like in the in the real world. Yeah. Um, and when people are looking at that through a lens that isn't informed, that's when it can be harmful, but it can also be an opportunity for people to learn. Um, because, you know, these these people, they're going in looking for love, but they're also going into, you know, try and get a career. And, you know, as influencers, what do influencers do? They influence. So maybe, you know, it's time for some of them to try and use that influence um, to make some positive change. Like I know Maura Higgins has kind of spoken out um, a little bit about uh, online abuse and things like that, which is fantastic. You know, if we could see more of that, it would it would be great because, Again, the show is probably not going anywhere, but there needs to definitely be some changes in the conversation if it is to continue. Yeah. Um, Mary, uh, we leave it there, but I want to just give another nudge to the website for the two into you resources, because obviously there there could be a lot of people watching this or listening to this now who might have questions about a situation they're in. So where can people go to get more information? Absolutely. So the website is twointyou.ie. Uh, so T-O-O-I-N-T-O-Y-O-U.ie. Because people sometimes think it's numbers. Yeah. Uh, so I'd encourage anyone to go onto the site who, you know, even if you don't have concerns about your own relationship, even if you're worried about a friend or you just want to learn some of the red flags um, or things like that. Or, you know, yeah. if you need legal protection, there's stuff on that there. And there's also an online safety guide on how to block someone if you're experiencing online abuse. Um, And again, we have our chat service. So it's the instant messaging support service. Anyone at all can use it. Um, So please don't hesitate. And, you know, if you're a friend of someone, you can use it. The team are there to talk through uh, difficult situations. And we also have the Women's Aid 24-hour national free phone helpline. Um, and the helpline team will take calls from from anyone at all needing, um, you know, support or uh, practical information. And that's on 1800 341 900. We'll put all of the information in the description of this of this episode. And I'll also put it up on our social on a highlight on the Instagram if anyone needs the resource after this. Uh, Mary Hayes. Yeah, no, go, go. I'm sorry. Go. Just another thing as well. Um, so we just started our Twitter and our Instagram. It's at two and to you. Um, And we have started to kind of post about pop culture and things like that and our campaigns. And it's really helpful, I think, because, you know, there are things that you can share just to your story because you never know who in your life might need to know what the chat service is, what the helpline number is. So just to encourage people to go on and to follow us there and maybe share one or two of the posts could be helpful to someone in your life. Absolutely. We'll tag you in all those as well so people can find them from from our page. Mary Hayes, campaign project leader from Women's Aid Ireland. Thank you so much for coming on to chat to me today. I know it's probably not the usual the usual <laughs> conversations you're having but well it's a nice it's change important. so yeah thank you I think so much absolutely such joy thank you 
Thank you so much to Mary Hayes from Women's Aid for joining me for today's special bonus episode. For access to all the services mentioned, including the instant messaging support service, visit 2intoyou.ie. Or you can call Women's Aid's 24-hour national free phone helpline seven days a week on 1800 341 900. As I sit here recording this in my swimming togs, I wonder how in the hell are we meant to get through this week with temperatures set to reach up to 40 degrees in places. I cannot read one more listicle online telling me to freeze something to find relief, so instead I've took matters into my own hands. And while we've all committed to making a nightly visit to the Majorcan Villa, I'm now adding a few other more chilly TV series to my must-watch list this week in a bid to cool off. Yes, I will try anything. From gripping drama to icy reality TV, there are a few great options for you to enjoy if you're willing to try anything to lower the temperature, and I absolutely am. A firm favourite of mine from last year was Mayor of Easttown, which starred Kate Winslet as a police detective, Mayor Sheehan, who works to uncover the truth about a recent murder of a teenage mother while also still carrying the guilt of being unable to solve the disappearance of another local girl from a year earlier. Set and filmed in Philadelphia, the frosty backdrop will surely have you closing the windows and I'm absolutely re-watching for both quality and chillness. A series I've yet to embrace, though it's long been on my list, is Bravo's Summer House. Following a group of nine friends who spend a summer in the Hamptons, the series has become such a hit that it spawned a spin-off show, yes you guessed it, Winter House. Heading to snowy Vermont, the series is already the stuff of memes on my newsfeed and I think this might be the perfect time to jump headfirst into that snowstorm in a bit to cool off. And finally, I mentioned it briefly a few weeks ago, but I think it definitely deserves some more love and that is The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Heading to snowy Vermont, the series is already the stuff of memes on my newsfeed and I think this might be the perfect time to jump headfirst into that snowstorm and enjoy the drama. Quickly, SLC has established itself as one of the big hitters in the Bravoverse and stands out from some of its counterparts thanks to its beautifully snowy scenery and the ladies' cosy chalets. All of these titles are available to stream on now. Great, time to turn back on the fan.